your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Um, and you can also find the show on Facebook at uh, Locked On Hurricanes Podcast. And you can find myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. I am now verified for some reason. So you can even see that little check mark beside my name. And today's episode is a special weekend edition of Locked on Hurricanes, as as of right now, the season finale of NC State Icepec All Access uh, has gone live on YouTube, so make sure after you get done listening to this episode, you go watch that. Um, and in today's episode, I am joined by the man who put it all together, uh, NC State Icepec uh, Social Media Coordinator Zach Selway. Uh, had an amazing time having Zach on. We discussed um, NC State Ice Pack All Access, how it was going to nationals, and just his experiences over his career there working with the Ice Pack. Uh, we also talked about the Hurricanes. He is also uh, Stormy the Ice Hogs, you know, quote, bodyguard. Uh, he works there uh, with the Hurricanes. We talked about that, stories that he's had there. Um, as well as Alex Ndelkovich, um, as he is also a huge fan of Alex Ndelkovich. And we also saw the debut of a new offseason segment for Locked on Hurricanes as Zach shared his uh, a few of his top Hurricanes memories as a fan. It was great talking to him about all that stuff, and I look forward to talking to you, Kaniacs, about some of your favorite Hurricanes memories. Uh, So enjoy this conversation. But before we get into that, I do want to let you guys know about today's sponsor, and that is, of course, Built Bar. Now, you longtime listeners know all about Built Bar, but for those of you that are new, uh, Built Bar is, of course, the best-tasting protein bar ever. They have nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor, and those nine flavors are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, which is my all-time favorite, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there is something for everyone. And maybe you've only had one or two of those flavors. Um, and they also have their mix box. So you can get two of each of the nine flavors. So you can, again, find your favorite built Bar. And best of all, these bars are soft and easy to chew, and they're covered in 100% chocolate, and they're also great for the health-conscious individual as they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. So right now, when you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. That's when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, folks, enjoy the interview I did with Zach Selwitt from... NC State Ice Pack. All right, Kaniacs and Wolfpack fans, I am joined once again by the massive Kaniac, Stormy's bodyguard, 
the one of the founders of the Ned Head Fan Club, Zach from the NC State Ice Pack. How are you doing this evening, Zach? What's up, man? I'm always doing good, man. It's awesome to talk to you again. And I wish you could be under better circumstances. The Kane season's still going, but you know what? We're here, we're talking, and uh, I'm excited. Um, thank you for having me on again. Yeah, it's not a problem, obviously. Love talking to you. I mean, like we were just saying before we started recording, I owe you a couple beers from graduating from NC State and then your birthday. So we'll obviously be talking quite often as we do. Hey, man, I'm excited, man. Anytime I can go get a cold beer is a good day. So I'm hyped. Yeah, no, I have one of the greatest imports in the history of, honestly, human history beside me right now. I have a Guinness right beside me. So I'm yeah. in a good mood. So I've uh, actually never had Guinness before. So that might be the beer that you owe me. Really? You've never had a Guinness? You what see, I've had stouts, but I've just never had the time to have a Guinness. It's always been for me. Blue Moons, Land Sharks. Um, mm-hmm. I can't do IPAs. I'm more of a wine head nowadays. So okay. um yeah so we'll go with that but man i'm waiting for that guinness like you wouldn't believe yeah i would say like for me it definitely uh growing up watching a lot of conan o'brien uh with my dad uh conan likes a lot of guinness um and then there's all there was that remote when we, he went to the storehouse over in dublin uh mm-hmm. and so i kind of trace my drinking back to conan o'brien uh because guinness was the first legal beer that i bought um but getting on into the NC State ice pack, because by the time you, the listeners, are listening to this, uh, the season finale of NC State ice pack all access will have gone live on YouTube. I personally have really enjoyed uh, watching the series throughout this past season. One thing I'm going to do before I go and watch the season finale is I'm probably going to binge all the other episodes uh, leading up to it as well. So, uh, if I remember correctly with this episode, it's going to be when you guys went to nationals to North Dakota. Yep. Bismarck, North Dakota. And uh, they really couldn't have picked a worse location for nationals. There's legitimately nothing in North Dakota. I think when we were up there, it was uh, maybe like three liquor shops and a sporting goods store. Um, <laughs> not a lot there. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So obviously North Dakota sucked, which I could have figured yeah. as much of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I apologize to any, uh, North Dakota listeners. I don't think there are any, but there are, we're sorry, get better stuff in your state. Um, but you know, aside from North Dakota being what it is, um, how was the experience of the nationals tournament? So two years ago, I was with the team um, when we went to nationals the first time in Texas, and it was definitely a different vibe. And the team two years ago, it was it was kind of a dream season. And the kind of the mood in the locker room was they were going to um, they were going to compete, obviously. But um, once they got there, once they practiced and you'll hear this in the episode too, a lot of guys kind of realized that, oh, shoot, we might not have what it takes. And they still played their hearts out. But kind of being in a city like Dallas is weird because the the focus almost got taken a little bit off of hockey just because you're in a really bustling town and um, there's a lot more to do, like nightlife, things like that, go out and celebrate. Since there's nothing in North Dakota, the focus was a little bit more on hockey. So, you know, getting to be there, getting to see these guys putting the focus in their craft, in their game. Um, versus what I saw two years ago, which was still the same thing, but a little bit less, uh, you know, of an opportunity to do other things. It was really cool to see kind of the preparation it took and um, to see how far we went. And we really were neck and neck with you, Mary, in that third game. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a little bit. 
Um, but we really were a good team this year and we really could have gone all the way. It was just an unfortunate way to end things, but, um, kind of the whole experience of nationals was just that, I mean, the preparation was outstanding to see it was cold as hell. Um, I'll yeah. say that too. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I was, you know, watching along and listening along, you know, as I could, I know sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit hard to watch some of y'all's games. Um, but, you know, I was definitely invested in this. You know, I had a good feeling about this team. Um, you know, this team was a damn good team. Um, you know, not like, you know, that team from two years ago where it was, for lack of a better term, almost got lucky. Like, they were really good. But, you know, again, like you said, you see the other competition um, and you're like, oh, well then. Um, but, yeah, this year, you know, I was, you know, congratulations on a fantastic season. I remember uh, going to that final home game uh, right after stuff had gotten opened up back to the fans against Florida Gulf Coast um, at the new competition center, which was the first time I'd been to the new competition center. And that was a great environment there. Um, and, you know, even though you guys lost that game, it was still just great to have fans back, uh, be able to do the Wolfpack chants and all that stuff. It, it was great. Um, and then, of course, uh, my girlfriend, Cheyenne, and I we were there. She did notice how the one guy for Florida Gulf Coast kind of looked like a Wish.com Justin Falk. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember his name by any means. I don't remember his number uh, mm-hmm. on the back of his dress or anything, but we're just like, he looks like an off-brand Justin Falk. Uh, he, he was one of the two guys with the C on his chest for that team. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned, uh, being matched up against, uh, Mary, uh, in the nationals, uh, what was the vibe going into that? And just, you know, as far as preparation went for that game. Well, I'll also say this as well. This year, I got a really different insight to how the team kind of mesh and molded two years ago. I was, a, I was broadcasting. So I was there. And I was with the team, but if it makes sense, I wasn't really in the room. I didn't know what the guys yeah. were thinking. Yeah. And from what I understood this time around, the guys in the room were just, they were, they were hyped. They weren't supposed to beat Providence in game one. And we, we overcame that. And we won six to four um, for whatever reason, the announcers were not picking us. And even some of the guys in the room are still confused. And um, in Davenport, it was a little closer than the guys wanted, but the fact is we came in clutch. We had guys that, we're supposed to be clutch players, be clutch. And that's obviously what you want in a situation like that. So going into that third game against you, Mary, like the guys were really excited. They were really wanting to get things going. And as soon as the game started, um, it, it was just, it, it kind of went South. Um, and you can argue like cheap shots. You could argue um, just a level of physicality. The guys weren't ready for, um, but whatever it was, it's just everything kind of changed in that final game. And, um, but the, the mood in the room before was just, they were for lack of a better term, they were buzzing. So um, mm-hmm. they, they were there, they were in it. And obviously, I mean, if you followed along, you kind of knew what happened, but yeah. you'll kind of see in the episode that'll be dropping soon about how exactly it all happened and what was said in the room and things like that. So. Yeah. I, I remember uh, before the, I guess winter spring slate. I don't remember what exactly it was called. Um, Coach Healy, when I had him on, he mentioned, you know, some unexpected opponents and, you know, that being, you know, making the jump up in divisions, you know, and playing Liberty um, and whatnot. I know you've graduated now, so you're not necessarily going to be, you know, in the stuff like you used to be. 
obviously you'd be following along as a fan, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, going forward years down the road, do you, how do you see this program progressing um, and taking on bigger opponents, winning championships and whatnot? Well, I'll say this right now, as of right now, um, I'm still job searching, throwing out my applications everywhere. The plan is right now for me to come back as an advisor. So basically like all access will hopefully be back, uh, but I'll be much more of a hands-off role, kind of ushering in the next generation of ice pack media people to kind of help that succession carry through for years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it, like I said, it all depends on my, like my, my big boy job situation, obviously. Yeah. Um, but down the road, seeing where this program can go, it's it's limitless. Um, I think that the way that this team performed this year against high-profile opponents, um, and I think we talked about this last time, uh, when we beat Liberty D1, that's how we got the game against Florida Gulf Coast. Well, we didn't beat Liberty D1, excuse me, but we played that game, and we played really well besides a couple of mishaps. Yeah. That's what got us our game against Florida Gulf Coast. Imagine what happens now that we went to North Dakota and played you, Mary. Um, played Davenport, played Providence, played Liberty D2, D1, Florida Gulf Coast. These are all huge names in the Acha divisions. Like these are the elite programs. And slowly but surely, we're becoming that elite name. And for years to come, this is going to be huge because we're going to get more high profile North Carolina prospects. We're going to get prospects, you know, from across the country. I know a couple of our guys this year were from Chicago and we're from Atlanta. And obviously now with um, if we continue this media presence that we've been doing, we're going to have a much higher recruitment profile. Um, people are going to be paying attention to the team and that's at the end of the day, it's what you want. And, you know, the fans that are coming out to every single game, it's unreal. Um, and I know the guys in the room really appreciate to see the fans. So the fact that we're going to have fans back, you know, we're going to have even more prospects and recruits. The sky's the limit for this team. And even if I'm here and even if I'm not, I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah. I'm obviously really excited to see where the program goes ready for this next season to really be able to go to games again. I got to get myself, you know, a custom ice pack Jersey. I already know the number I want. It's of course the greatest number. It's number 69. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you know, you mentioned, you know, uh, getting, you know, higher, higher level prospects and just the program becoming more known for lack of a better term. Do you think, uh, you know, this because technically, you know, uh, the ice pack is club hockey. Um, do you think, you know, within the next few years, you know, if you know, you guys keep progressing at the level you are progressing, uh, you can make it to the point where you're not club hockey anymore. You are, you know, university funded or, you know, I'm not sure exactly how that stuff works. Well, the easiest way to put it is it's, it's all a money situation. Yeah, um, I know. Even, even though we pack the house and I, even though, though our teams like, and this is nothing against volleyball or anything else like that, they're amazing sports and amazing athletes, but there are mm-hmm. nights where we have more people in attendance in those sports, yet they're more varsity funded because the Southeast is not generally a place where you expect hockey to be like an NCAA sport. And I think it would be super interesting for that to happen. But I guarantee you, if that happens, no one on the team now is going to be there. It's going to be ushering in, you know, brand new coaches, brand new media people, marketing, you know, uh, staff, equipment, people all around. And this team, the thing is, I don't know the future if it's going to be club or NCAA, but I think we are okay with being like a quote unquote best kept secret because if you go to NC State, you know the backyard, you know the game against UNC, and it's just another sport where we get to thrash, and it's exciting. Um, 
But in terms of you asking if our notoriety is going to help our case, I think so. Um, it's definitely been talked about, and it's something that we see articles about every so often. Um, I don't know if our athletics department is just going to pull the trigger. Um, we really would like him to. I think it's awesome, but as I said before, it's a money issue. So yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, that's honestly what it, everything comes down to in, in the world. You know, it all comes down to the dollar bills and you know stuff like that. Um, I would, you know, that's something I'm on the fence with um, personally because I would love to be for it to be an NCAA type thing. Um, and you guys get that national, that real big national recognition. Um, and you know, see those really top, top level prospects come in, but I also kind of like it being that homegrown type deal of, you know, everyone being from here, um, in the Raleigh triangle, North Carolina area for the most part. So it, it's definitely going to be something to, keep an eye on uh if you guys keep progressing at the level you are and keep packing out the house i could definitely see it being a real possibility um and obviously you know before we stop talking about the ice pack i do want to congratulate you on all the fantastic work you have done over your four years with the ice pack it's been great to see i'm i know we don't have the cameras on right now but i'm wearing my ice pack shirt that has gotten a lot of wear and tear um, because I wear it all the time, you know, obviously as a fan and then having the platform I'm in, you know, being able to have this conversation right now and being on your season finale press tour, I guess you would call it. I mean, <laughs> it's maybe not, maybe you not got the verified. greatest. You got verified tour. before you got verified before me, man. This is really your press tour. <laughs> oh, um, oh, man. Yeah. But I do, I, I do want to thank you for saying that. And one thing before we continue on, I guess, like, everything that I did for these guys this year, it was, um, and even like over the past four years, like, and I said this in my thank you posts, um, because I, like I said, I don't know my future yet, but, um, I really struggled with finding community and everything coming into college. And I was always kind of, I was always kind of the wallflower. Um, mm -hmm. and I don't mean that to like seek sympathy, like I'm not doing that, but what I'm saying is like over my four years there being absorbed in that community has changed me as a person and change my entire outlook on life, just about like how to live, how to have fun. Um, sometimes you just, you, you can't say no, take opportunities wherever you can. And it's, it's exciting. And for those lessons, like I had to do something to um, remind those guys and thank those guys for everything they did for me. So video making is what I'm passionate about. It's what I think I'm good at. And this is the best way that I could say thank you is a, as a time capsule. So 20 years when they're captain of their men's league teams and just drinking beers in the parking lot, they're going to think about like, oh, shoot, I played for NC State. What happened then? They're going to look back at this series. And that's that's really what I hope it's they're going to use it for. So, um, yeah. So thank you for um, thank you for watching and following along. Yeah, I understand how it can be of struggling to find a place. Um because you know i was the same way and then you know i'd always obviously always been a hockey fan you know growing up you know going to games at you know when pnc arena was then called raleigh entertainment sports arena rbc center and then obviously it's new name pnc arena you know i'd obviously always been a hockey fan but then you know i really you know redownloaded twitter uh and just kind of joined the hurricanes twitter family uh, you know, just kind of found a real community there because, you know, without that, uh, obviously you and I would never have met, so we wouldn't be having this conversation. Uh, you know, I would never have gotten, you know, my 
break with Cardiac Kane when I was with them of getting into sports media, getting into Locked On uh, and doing this podcast, getting verified on Twitter, getting followed by John Cena for some stupid reason. Uh, and then, you know, obviously meeting Cheyenne. That, none of that stuff ever would have happened. Because, so I completely agree with what you're saying there and totally understand. Yeah, man. And you get followed by John Cena and I get nothing. So, you know, I think we know who's the real winner here, right? <laughs> oh, like I that notification came through when I was at work uh, this morning and I saw that. I'm like, what? And then you know, I just look at him like this is like a burner account or whatever. <laughs> um, or, you know, just one of those fake accounts. And like, no, it's a legit one. Like, I mean, I totally know it's just like one of those mass follows that his PR people do to like, you know, build up hype for, you know, the new Fast and the Furious movie. I know he didn't, you know, physically, you know, hit the follow button on my dumb ass, but uh, um, yeah, it was still like a pretty cool uh, notification to get this morning. But, you know, something that, you know, I know obviously diehard listeners and fans, you know, will know, but, you know, some of the people that came through during the playoffs, you know, that have decided to stick around, may not know that you are also stormy the ice hogs bodyguard um so we've obviously joked you know about it in the past of you know you know things you may or may not have to do to keep stormy safe uh but you know what is it like you know you know being stormy's bodyguard and helper or whatever it's <laughs> it's it's really fun it's really interesting and this year it's like it really kept you on your toes too um i remember that first game um we came back with the t-shirts and everything like that and i had to put it in the gun it was so surreal because before covid that's that's all that was my favorite thing to do was the t-shirt gun the t-shirt cannon reloading the uh reloading the fuel tank to kind of shoot it out the gun and um this is not only being <laughs> yeah obviously um but i I really can't say enough about it. It's a dream come true from, well, it, it's a, it's the best part-time gig in the world. I will say that um, the fact that I get to go in and I basically get to watch the game and at the same time, have a lot of fun doing it. So I'm really blessed to be on their team. And um, I have so many stories, but I don't know how long this podcast is going to be. So I'll save them unless you ask for one. So uh, oh, let's, let's hear your favorite one. My favorite one i know you mentioned you know about drop kicking a five-year-old or whatever <laughs> but, okay. for legal reasons we won't talk about that yeah, i didn't yeah, actually yeah. drop kick a five-year-old i was i was more so like i pushed him away i i i, I expanded on it for the storytelling effect um uh, i know i know yeah i will say this there was one time that i was walking around with caroline and um we walked into this room and it was a suite and we walked in and I was standing there and she was like going up to these kids. And I was just like, this is really, really weird. Like, what am I doing here? And then the, this guy up front turns around, it's Justin Williams and Tom Dundon. And I'm standing there like, Oh, <laughs> and it's Justin Williams kids. And then uh, her daughter, his daughter, Jax uh, talks to me and she keeps on telling me her name. And I was like, jazz. Oh, um, um, Josh, like, but she's like, Jax. And I'm like, Oh, and her dad kind of gave me a look and I'm like, oh my God, Justin Williams is giving me a look. So I kind of was like, all right, nice to see you guys. And me and Caroline walked out. So, um, <laughs> oh, that was man. Moments. yeah, that's wild. I remember, you know, meeting him and his daughter at the, uh, final Canes corner before the pandemic broke out. You know, he brought her into the, you know, backyard bistro stuff. 
Uh, I remember that. That was adorable. Uh, but that's also hilarious and awful for you. Uh, uh, oh, man. Um, yeah, I just remember, you know, one story, you know, with Stormy for me. It was at the uh, Star Wars night on uh, December 7th. And, you know, I had the poster uh, right over to my left. Uh, I'd obviously had a few Storm Bruce. Um, and mm-hmm. Shai and I, we were leaving our seats, you know, after the game. Um and I saw Stormy walking. Uh, it was like way, way down um, as well. And I just yelled, Stormy! It, and I just like sprinted towards the hog. There, none of the bodyguards were there either. It was just alone Stormy. And I took a picture. Oh, God. That must have been, that must have been an experience for Stormy and for you. Oh, yeah. I. <laughs> oh man yeah i i apologize to stormy for that uh but yeah um yeah that's definitely a really cool thing yeah that you're able to do yeah i've obviously yeah seeing you at games doing it you know i'll you know sneak a picture or whatever (laughs) yeah because it is kind of funny uh you know just seeing you walk around with stormy um and one thing you're also you know keeping with the hurricanes you're also a huge alex nadelkovich fan um and you know, I am as well. My Ned jersey finally came in after you know almost two months of waiting. Uh, but you know, when it comes you know to his season, what were your quick thoughts on his season? Um, I've always been a goalie fan, and like the way that he played remind me of like how I fell in love with Cam Ward. It's just he played yep. such a he wasn't a hothead. He just kind of played calm. And this is something that a lot of non-goalies don't really pick up on. And everyone's going to get mad at him like, oh, softies and goals and this and that. I think the important thing to remember is, you know, his positioning was impeccable. The fact that he was able to track the puck so well. He didn't make a lot of flashy saves. But the thing is, if you are in position, you don't really need to make flashy saves. Like if you're like completely out of position, you need to, uh, you know, push across from post to post you know, cause like you got caught off guard and yeah, it's going to be a flashy save, but you were out of position. He's so technically sound and he came up in the right moments and he gave his team a chance to win, which is what I love about goaltenders. Um, and the thing is, I really hope that the team plays well in front of him. Um, and they will want to play for him because the thing is he's, I really think he's the goaltender that the Canes have been looking for for years. And now we have Jack LaFontaine, Peter Kachikov, Itu Makanemi, and now um, Beck Warren, like, those people are really going to be competing and which is only going to push Ned to be even greater. So I'm just really excited for the future of Kane's goaltending. Um, yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you there. You know, you know, Cam Ward was one of my first favorite hurricanes players. Um, and you're right. Ned didn't have to make a few, uh, any flashy saves because he did his job. Well, he didn't have to, um, I would say, you know, like the couple issues, that I noticed with him, you know, sometimes rebounds can get away from him. Uh, and then especially in the playoffs, you know, if he's going to get scored on, he typically gets scored on early, but he was also a rookie um, and, you know, give him, you know, time or whatever. I could see those issues getting under control. Um, and I agree. I do feel, you know, he's the goaltender of the future uh, for the Hurricanes, the goaltender they've been looking for for quite some time ever since Cam Ward, you know, kind of started to go downhill and Scott Darling didn't work out. You know, Peter, you know, he's been good for us. 
Yeah, but he's never been a true, true number one. I do believe we've now found that with Alex Ndokovic. Um, well, and, and an, another thing, yeah. important thing to remember, too, is just like, look at Marc-Andre Fleury. He's widely regarded as one of the best of all time, and he's still giving up three or four goals a game. He, exactly. Like, no goalie is ever perfect. So for the fact that Ned's, you know, small issues is he gives up a goal early. Yeah. You know, it's, exactly. it's not as bad as having a weak five hole, having a weak shoulder. Like it, that's yep. a very small issue. And there's like still a lot of hockey to get the lead back. So at that yeah, point, exactly. the pressure falls on the team and not the goalie. Exactly. Um, you know, the fact that those are the issues I've found with him says a lot. Um, and, you know, this offseason, he is a restricted free agent. I am almost positive, you know, he's going to get re-signed. It's basically just what deal is he going to get? Um, I personally, you know, think it'll be a bit of a bridge deal. Um, I know I have seen some controversy on social media saying like, oh, no, you know, he's earned the big golden money, um, which, you know, me personally, as much as I love Ned, I do disagree with that because he has not been – the guy for a full 82 game season. Um, you know, not saying he can't do it. You know, I'm fully confident he can. It's just at the end of the day, like Jordan Martinuk said in his uh, end of season interview, it is a business um, and you have to do what's best for business. And, you know, I personally think, you know, we could see, you know, like a two to three year bridge deal, uh, maybe in the range of, two to three million dollars um give or take a little bit more a little bit less what do you think uh when it comes to ned resigning well i think he is going to resign i mean he's yeah. like and you just kind of can tell the signs but he talks about he loves the area and that's the most important thing and i think that now that we have a genuine practice facility like it's going to be a really nice you know trade bait or like a little like dangling hook that you can give the free agents to say like oh hey come here yeah but you also have to think about what the canes have in cap space so they need to Andre Svechnikov's comparable is Matthew Kachuk, and Kachuk's at a $7 million per year average annual value. I'm in the boat that Dougie is going to resign because I just think that he loves the area. He loves Warren Fogel. He loves Andre Svechnikov. Um, I think he's going to get resigned, but it's going to be seven and a half, eight million dollars. There goes 16 million of a possible 30. They want to get a top six score. That's going to be another six. And you still don't want to be pushing the cap because what if something like COVID happens again, where you aren't able to pay your players, Tom Dundon can obviously afford it, but um, you don't want to be pushing the cap like Tampa did this year. So what I see Ned signing for is probably going to be a team friendly deal. Like you mentioned, and I really would love to see the guy stay long-term. I know that the rational thinking here is that he's won on every stage. He's won at every level, but you're right. He's only had 30 ish games at the NHL level and he's done great, but um, he needs at least another year to kind of prove it because they gave that extension to joining Biddington after that playoff run. And it didn't pan out exactly how many people wanted it to. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just going to be about money and term. And I think that he, and at the end, it's going to be a good deal for both teams and he's going to get a chance to prove himself, but it's just going to be important for the Canes to think about how much money can we spend on a goaltender that has proven himself, but still needs to have a larger sample size. Yeah, I agree there. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, Svetch, you gave your prediction. I'm thinking uh, in the range of a three to four year deal with a, uh, five to six million dollar um, 
my dog is just going going crazy behind me. Um, but yeah, I do agree. You know, when it comes to Svetch, I think we're pretty close there. Uh, with Dougie, you know, me personally, I, you know, I've seen, you know, where it's kind of a term issue, not necessarily a money issue. Um, I think it'd be in the range of a five to six year deal, maybe leaning more towards the six, uh, where he's making about 6 million a season. I could see him being, because he has found a place where he has fit in, you know, where he struggled to do so in Boston and Calgary. I could see him taking a bit of a discount um, to remain here with the Hurricanes. But, you know, I think, you yeah, maybe in the six-ish million dollar range, maybe a little bit more, uh, a little bit less. Yeah, that sounds pretty fair. Um, but you also have to think about like term as well for Andre and yep. um, also think about his comparables too, because Andre had a down year. Um, and I kind of noticed it in games, like he still played really well, but there are some games where he was just kind of invisible, which is not yeah. what you want to see out of a budding superstar, but you know, he's still young. There's still a lot of time for him to be a potentially game changing power forward. So give him the money that he deserves, but also at the same time, think about who else is out there, who's producing more, who's producing less and just giving him like kind of that sweet spot. And, um, what you said about the hometown discounts is extremely true. Um, Svech said he wants to stay here and it's up to his agent. So at the end of the day, like he might not even be wanting that much, but his agent's going to be like, he deserves this much, and w- which is true. Like he deserves as much money as he, as he freaking wants. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll say that. Yeah. I, I totally agree there. You know, it's fetch, you know, again, like you said, you know, he said that he wants to be, he wants to be a hurricane forever. Um, is from my understanding that his girlfriend is also from here and lives here and he spends most of his off season here. He's well, not necessarily in Raleigh, but you know, down at the beach fishing. Um, I'm sure if you follow his social media, you obviously see the fact that he is at the beach all the time on the ocean fishing. Uh, so yeah, I'm fully in the boat. Yes. Fetch is going to resign. Ned is going to resign. Dougie is obviously the biggest question mark. And then you obviously have guys like Brock McGinn and Jordan Martinuk, um, that are also unrestricted free agents um, you know, that are vital to the bottom six part of the Hurricanes uh, roster. It'll be interesting to see how that stuff goes um, as well. I hope Marty sticks around. You know, obviously, there was that stuff going on on Facebook with his dad of he may or may not be leaving. We'll see. Um, but, you know, it's time to debut a new segment because like we mentioned at the top of the episode, um, it's the Hurricanes offseason now. They're not playing in the playoffs anymore, even though former captain Eric Stahl is you know, playing in the Stanley Cup final with Montreal. So go Habs there. Um, but, you know, one thing I've been wanting to do these, this offseason, and Zach, you are the chosen uh, first one. You have um, been voluntold uh, to be the tribute for this. Of What are your oh, top God. five? <laughs> Top top three, top five Hurricanes memories. This could be something that happened to you, whether you're drop kicking toddlers, um, you know, <laughs> or yeah, just game experiences over the years. But what are your top three to five Hurricanes memories over the years? Hmm. Um, this won't be in chronological order. Oh yeah, that's fine. Literally, I'm going to be thinking about these as like through like my sentences. So. Um, my most memorable one was getting my Cam Ward jersey. It was 2010. I remember going to the store with my mom and they had custom ordered it and I got it and it was so cool. And then 
Um, I remember that day I jumped around on my trampoline inside my house. It was not like one of them big ones. It was like one of them like home workout ones. Mm-hmm. So I was jumping up and down with it on. I was playing NHL with a friend. Uh, God, that was some good times. Um, yeah, and then after that, too. yeah, I mean, he, he was, oh my gosh. Um, then I took it to practice one day. It was actually, I think before or after the Boston game. Um, back in 2010, I want to say this is right before their um, home finale with Montreal, where Eric Stahl started the hat trick. Um, we caught Cam. He was obviously in a rush. Um, there was something personal going on, and he still took the time to sign my jersey. And I, I actually have the picture in my room right now, and I'm looking at it. He was in his car, and it was a, I don't forget if it was a Cadillac or a Porsche or something, but he took the time. He was real nice about it. I, we knew he kind of caught him in a rough spot. So for him to take the time to sign my Jersey, he's done a lot for me and my family over the years. Um, he actually, I was part of a triangle special hockey growing up, um, mentoring, um, special needs kids playing hockey. And he gave the, he gave the group a suite and it was for cams champs. I don't know if you remember that at all. Yeah. Um, so he gave us a suite then, which was incredible. Um, it was, it was an amazing time. You can't forget about the 06 cup run and the game seven final. But for me, the memory wasn't the final. It was actually the morning skate. I got to go to the morning skate, but not the game. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember going and we sat down and we saw the guys, you know, skating around everything like that. Ron Brendan Moore, Eric Stahl, everything like that. That was insane. When they won the cup, we went to, um, we went to the um, parade. Glenn Wesley threw a puck in my dad's face. (laughs) So um, that was a harrowing memory that I will always remember. (laughs) Um, See, I'm trying to think of a good third one because honestly, I've just had so many throughout the years. Um, and it's really difficult. I would have to say coaching with Scott Darling. Um, nice. three years ago, it was, um, Kane's youth camps. I didn't really get to, didn't get to coach with him that much, but I was in the room with him when he talked to the, um, when he talked to the kids that were going through the camp. Um, I got to be able to be in the room with them, uh, listen to his speech, go on the ice with him for a few times. And, um, it was awesome. It was really cool to um, be able to be in there with an NHL player. Um, and I didn't even tell my favorite one yet. Oh my gosh. You see, this is what I told you. I was going to remember things as I talk. So oh, you're good. Um, keep going. Yeah. So we got Scott Darling coaching with him kind of sort of, but I was there. I made coffee for Rob Brindamore. I don't know if I ever told you that. No, you haven't. I got to hear this story. All right. So um, one morning um, you obviously know Shane Willis, right? Yeah. Um, I've worked with him in the promo department for a long time. And, um, basically one morning I was like, screw it. I'm going to bring everyone coffee. So I brought coffee for everyone. And, um, I was coaching Brooks, his little, his littlest kid at the time. Um, and Brooks was a little bit of a handful and I think everyone knew that. So, um, basically I was making coffee for everyone and I was in there refilling the water bottles for these kids just casually walks in Rob Brendan where he's like, sup he's got that like that little morning raspy voice like he just woke up and i'm like hey <laughs> and he's like how's brooks treating you and i'm like yeah he's 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 doing fine he's doing really good man and he's like not too much of an asshole right and i'm like hmm. uh i mean yeah <laughs> sure um i didn't really know what to say he's like all right pour the coffee thanks for this and then he walked out and i was just what just happened 
Oh, that's great. I remember the first time I met Rod Brindamore. It was at Raleigh Center Ice. Um, it was after practice. And you you know how you know, guys would typically go out, you know, that one main door, but then there was like the main entrance to RCI. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of hung back a little bit, um, you know, to maybe catch some of the guys, you know, that came out, you know, the main entrance um, that tried to avoid the giant mob by the door and rod brindamore came out um and that was like the one time like i have almost fangirled about meeting someone um so like i totally get you know how awesome it is meeting you the the basically the face of the carolina hurricanes um yeah he's been here since the year 2000 uh so yeah it it's great meeting rod he's very He's yeah. obviously extremely jacked, even at his current age. Um, yeah. Makes us all look extremely out of shape. I, I still am a firm believer that if the NHL allowed player coaches, he would play. Yeah, absolutely. I think he'd be like a fourth line grinder at this point, just going out there and just wrecking people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. And I will say, I think I'm at four, so I will give one more good moment for you. Um, when was it? Um, it wasn't Cam's. There was a night when Cam came, I think, with, when the Blackhawks were playing. And um, I was done handling Stormy that night. And I walked into the uh, Zamboni room. And I was like, hey, Cam. And uh, he was like, yeah, what's up? And I was just like, hey, man, I just wanted to thank you for everything you did for me as a kid. I don't know if you remember me. And he's like, yeah, I remember you, Zach. And I'm like, oh, my God. You remember your name? Yeah, we. he Holy was on a first yeah, he was on a first name basis with me growing up. Like I said, he did a lot for my family and I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful. It's why I fell in love with hockey. It's why I play goalie now. Like, um, and for him to do that. And he talked with me, he's like, Oh yeah, you work in marketing now. And I'm like, I'm trying, man. Like it was just a really fun candid conversation. And I didn't really see him as this famous professional athlete. I just saw him as a cool dude. And, um, that's, I know that's really humbling for a lot of hockey players because they get all like the buzz, they get all like the autographs and the fans, they don't get a chance to be themselves. So the fact that he was able to just be so chill with me was just, it, it meant a lot to me. And for him to remember me for that long, it was really surreal. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. Like the closest thing I, you know, I have to that is, you know, with uh, Martin, you know, when I, you know, drunk tweeted at him um, about wanting to go get a beer with him, you know, then we did, you know, R&D invite us out, you know, for Storm Brew uh, before it got released. You know, then we went to the Oak down on Lake Boone Trail. But, you know, just spending the day talking with him, like, yeah, when guys, you know, can just be themselves and not be the professional athlete, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. And I know it's really humbling for them, too, because um... it's great. Again, like I said, it's great, you know, just to have the stories about the guys just being guys, not being athletes or anything like that. It, it's great to know. Um, you know, thank you for sharing those stories. It was great to hear. Um, and, you know, where can uh, all the listeners find you on social media? 
Right. So um, if you want to follow me on uh, Twitter, my, my handle is at Zach Selwaye and I got a re- weird spelling. So here it is. It's Z-A-K-S-E-L-W-A-E-H. And I'm usually just posting about my videography stories. I post some funny stuff about my dating life because my life is a joke at this point. Just kidding. More like my dating life is. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram and want to watch all of my cool little videos I do for the ice pack and just like videography in general, it's Zach media productions, but it's not Zach with a CK or a CH. It's literally Z a K, um, Zach media productions. So there's that. And if you want to follow my personal, it's just, um, but the same as my Twitter handle, that one's not as interesting, but, um, it, it's there. If you want to follow it, I don't got anything to hide. So, um, Yeah. Sorry, I'm just laughing at you talking about how your dating life is a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, you're good, man. I, I'm like, it, it's it, it's a whole thing. So just, I, I'm, having, I'm having fun joking about it. So oh, like, man. Yeah, I, I've been there. I, I've been there. I totally 100% get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Like literally, whenever you talk about your dating, like I just think of that uh meme of jake from adventure time just yelling um <laughs> and it being like that, that's just what i picture irritating my fast yeah it's something like that we'll go with that <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know thanks for coming on thank you for you know talking about the ice pack you know uh being stormy's bodyguard and of course sharing uh your favorite hurricanes memories uh so thank you zach and we will all talk to you later Yeah, you got it, man. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. All right, folks. I really, really hope you enjoyed that interview with Zach. I know it was a beefy episode, but, you know, again, it's the ice pack. We love the ice pack here on this show. Um, And as I mentioned, um, and as you have heard, there was a new segment um, as Zach shared some of his favorite Hurricanes memories, which is something we'll be delving into more over this offseason. I want you, the Kaniacs, to come on the show and share some of your top favorite memories from being a Hurricanes fan, whether it was uh, just a random memory from a game, something that happened to you, whatever. So make sure you message the show at LO underscore Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram. Message it on Facebook at Lockdown Hurricanes Podcast or message myself on Twitter at Ellis underscore 96 for your chance to be featured on an upcoming episode of Locked on Hurricanes during this offseason. Again, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Go binge all of NC State Ice Pack All Access as I am fixing to do right after I hit uh, the button to stop recording. You guys have a great rest of your weekend, and I'll talk to you later. Peace.